0: You know, I have always been on a mission to be a high power executive that has, uh, you know, respect and authority and like a seat at the table, so to speak. And growing up, it was a seat at the table with men amongst men. And I was going to be that powerful woman. And when I look back at it now and what was driving me then, it was because I needed to be in a room full of because he was very intelligent, very successful entrepreneur i need to be in a room full of men that actually respect and appreciate me because i didn't get that from my, or i feel like i didn't oh, get God. that from my dad yeah. i
1: hope that people listen to what you just said she you know and and Amanda, you this goes back to kind of like what you and i were talking about like what do we take good from them from them right like so you took the entrepreneur side that he was an entrepreneur that he was smart that he was intelligent you you took the good qualities and you shelved the bad qualities Let's go! You are listening to the Heat Fluids Podcast, and we're having candid and actionable conversations about your health, relationships, business, and ministry. And now here's your host, the second chance coach, Michael David Huey. Welcome to another session of the Heat Fluence Podcast. It's actually kind of a cloudy day here in Florida. And um my wife laughs at me every time because I, I just I'm a weather person. Like I like to let people know what the weather is. And it may not even be like that whenever they listen to this, but it's it's um I, um, I as a scientist, I kind of dive into a lot of really deep things and and, and and my guest Amanda and I were on just chatting a little bit before. And I'm I'm we're on Zoom, but you know, we're recording it, but we use the Zoom for, for snippets of when we send this out when it goes live. And and I was, I shaved. I had a mustache and like a goatee. And I shaved and I just realized how much I look like a little kid um in this in this thing today. So I, I and and it was funny. I was sharing with Amanda that one of our friends from uh, from Clubhouse, Joy Farley and I were we were laughing today and we were just talking about how it how we feel like kids sometimes nowadays. You know, like how we can just have a childlike faith, right? Like we can believe. And then my friend Tamara Andrus, today she talked on Breakfast with Champions about her son and about the impact that her son Done is not only had on her life, but how the impact that he's had on people around him, like, you know, and then how she's been able to impact his life and his father. And I had the chance to meet them, um, just recently, um, in Denver, Colorado, and her husband, Gary climbed Mount Elbert, which is the largest, uh, hiking mountain in the state of, or in the United States. And so I think when you challenge yourself to do things that are beyond your capabilities, you feel like they're beyond your capabilities, it challenges a little bit. And so, um, Amanda also shared today um on 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 Breakfast with Champions on Clubhouse and we were just laughing cuz now there's all these apps that are coming out right like there's the Green Room has come out now you know what I always say like, like what's next, right? Like, what are we going to, what are we going to see next? Like, is there, you know, is, uh, I'm assuming it was really funny, Amanda, you'll appreciate this. So on, I just listened to green room for maybe about 20 minutes today and somebody's on there was like, well, Nike's going to create a, a clubhouse and, uh, going to create one and, you know, Pinterest is going to create one. Like everybody's going to create one. Right. And, and isn't it the truth? Like, um, one of the features on green room is this chat down at the bottom, Right. And, 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 and obviously I think if I'm, if I'm clubhouse, I go and take a, a, what other people's feedback is for other things and make theirs better. Cause they were first. Right. And most it's like, it's like, you know, when, when, when Facebook came out, it put everything else out of business. Right. Like, and, and, and now it, it, you know, then it, we went to Instagram and I used to be a fan of, of Facebook and then I be, became a fan of Instagram. And so now I've kind of paid somebody to do my Facebook and now my Facebook is getting traction again. So it's funny how that works, but my guest today is 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 in real estate, as I mentioned a little bit before. Um, I love real estate because last year uh, or a year and a half ago when somebody stole a half a million dollars from our company, um, I, I had to pivot. And um, I had bought a house a year and a half before, a condo. And um, I was like, uh, God said, I want you to sell it. I'm gonna bless you. I literally profited about $65,000 after only owning it for about 18 months. And it was, <laughs> and I sold it for for the most that anybody had ever sold a condo for in my complex right god just said poof and somebody came in gave me a cash offer i had a i had a, a a a contract on on table and i literally had a half an hour before i was supposed to turn it in amanda and i literally was looking over it and reading through it like somebody who really knows what they're doing which i had no clue what i was doing and i literally i literally said um god is this what you really want for me and i heard a knock at the door I looked in the people and it was a couple that had came and seen our place two weeks prior to that. And he said, hey, I know you have 30 minutes left. Your realtor told me, she told us just to come over. He says, I'll go put the money in escrow right now and I'll give you a cash offer, fully $5,000 more than what you're asking for what you're getting right now. And I was like, sold, go to the bank, come back and do it. And so I know, I know uh if you, you guys can't see us, but Amanda's like, really? Like, really? That's that Amanda, that, I she's been in the industry. So she knows. And it's really funny. We have some mutual friends. She works in an office in Clearwater that I, two of my closest friends in the world, her husband, Rick works out of, and it's just a small world, how God, and, and Amanda doesn't know this, but this has happened a lot on my podcast. Like people that are supposed to be doing these interviews together with like-minded people is how we do it. And if we reach one, person, one person's life has changed. It's totally worth the time. And I always say for me, it's for me to get to know the other person better because um, I can just jump on the phone and talk to Amanda if I want, but if I really dig in and allow myself and other people, like, like I think that that's, and you know, we'll, we'll we'll take it for granted. I know, I know that she's a roll tide Alabama football fan. I saw that. So we'll leave it. We'll leave it at that. Um, As you know, you know, I'm an, I'm an OSU guy. So we've had a battle back and forth. They, we beat them once, they beat us once. So, hopefully we'll have the next advantage next time we play. But um, she likes to travel. She likes health and fitness. Um, She loves people. She has a positive mindset. I've heard her a lot on Clubhouse. She's always positive. She's always learning and growing and stretching herself. Personal growth, I know, is something big for her. Um, She loves serving others, you know, um, and, and she's a coach. She loves to teach other real estate professionals what she's learned. And I think that that's super important because why would you want to do something and not teach other people what to do, right? Like for me, I was telling with her, like I really want to scale my YouTube channel because it's the second largest search engine in the world, right? Like um, uh, when we first moved into this place where we live, we, we started to rent because we're going to build something here this year. Um, and um, our our, wa- our washer held our clothes captive, right? And I was like, oh, really? And the only thing that the, re- the, the landlord doesn't cover is the washer and the dryer. And I'm like, who does that? Like who rents a place and says never, in my life when I've ever rented, have I ever said, I ask all my friends that have properties right out. They're like, nobody ever tells you to be responsible for the washer and dryer. And so I call him, he's like, well, that's in the contract. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, huh, YouTube. So I go to YouTube and I type in the name brand of my washer. And how do I get the door open when it won't open? Literally shows me a three minute video. It says, take all these bolts off. And on the inside, there's a little lever that you can pull. I remember my clothes had been in there for 14 days. So, they didn't smell really good when I took them out. I was—I had like these buckets afraid that the water, the water had already, you know, dissipated, but literally I reached down in and I pull the lever up and the door opens, right? Like how important is YouTube to, to being able to teach people? So I think that's super important. And that's what I love about Amanda. Amanda, she's, she's real. She's authentic. And when I was praying about some people to finish out this year on my podcast, when I heard her speak, I was like, oh, she's in Tampa. And I didn't know she lived in Clearwater, like where I just spent 28 years of my Life and she's around. You know, she's in the same office as my friend Rick and and his wife. You know, who live over there. And so, Amanda, welcome to the He Fluence Podcast. And I'm super excited to get to know you. She has a beautiful smile. She's beautiful inside and outside. And so, welcome, Amanda Doll, to the He Fluence Podcast. Thank you for being here.
0: You're awesome. Thank you for having me. And let me tell you, I'm an advocate of YouTube. So about three years ago, I bought a laptop, and it was like Black Friday, so I got the awesome deal, right? And I got I the big, white screen, and it didn't have the RAM I wanted, and I was like, I can do this. So I went to YouTube, and I I literally let it teach me in German. By the way, the gentleman was speaking German, and just by following YouTube, I put a lot more RAM in that computer and got uh, got a sweet deal on that one. So I'm a huge advocate of YouTube and in teaching Spanish.
1: Love that. That's like the yeah. um, it's like the roulette wheel in Vegas. You pull it down, totally it gives you one thing, and then you got another chance to pull it down again, and then you're like, Oh wow, here we go. We're 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 Cooking with gas now. Until you, until you. I think that's funny when my first experience in Vegas is um, back in my late twenties, and I was winning and winning and winning, and then and then I didn't win, and I was like, "Oh, just push the button and get your money back." You only put twenty in, and it went up to like five hundred. I was playing the blackjack, and and then and then at that time, my girlfriend, she was a doctor, she came and sat down beside me, and she started playing, and she's like, "Push the button. You got four hundred dollars. It'll you, you'll go home with four hundred. You came here with nothing. You know, you came here with like twenty bucks. You'll, you will you were gonna gamble now." You're and go back with like 10 and I like, kept playing and playing and playing and then she looked over and she said I told you just get your $20 back and of course I kept playing and not get my $20 back so the long and I short like days, her yeah, yeah 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 for sure yeah, yeah. I, I go
0: in with the mindset like if I'm going in with $200 like I'm going in with $200 it's going to be a great day if I'm going in with $400 I love to play the slot machines they're fun yet if I do I put a 20 in and I end up getting to 500 I will always pull my 20 back out because it makes me feel better I'll keep the 20 and I'll take the other you know for of
1: course 20. Of course, it's like the guys who, it's like betting on sports, right? (laughs) Like it's, it's, yeah, you, you, um, I really like, my dad really likes bet on horses, right? And, um, you know, just throw $20 on a horse. And and he's like, what? he's like, he's like the luckiest. Well, let me say this. I don't believe in luck, but he's, God always gives my dad the right things to do and bet on because he always wins. I remember when I was a kid, he used to go to the Greyhound track, right? And he would always bet. And he would come home with this big wad of money, like 3,000, 4,000. I was like, dad, take me with you. I got $20. Like I had an allowance, right? And when I was younger, when I was younger, Amanda, I would, I I got an, and this is guys, this is back in the eighties. So $20 back in the, was like a hundred dollars now, right? Like five, five X, right? So what you can do with 20 back then you could do with like a hundred now. So inflation, right? And this is what I would do. I would tithe $2. Okay. Which is 10%. And then I, would buy these tapes from Frederick Price, he was a pastor. They were cassette tapes, just saying. And I would listen to them in my Walkman little thing on my side with the little buttons that you push and you, it pops open and you put the cassette in there and then I'm
0: not that young,
1: come on.
0: I get I, it. I listened, I listened to TLC on Just said in the car. My mom used to play that when we were
1: kids. I know it. And summertime by Will Smith. And summer, summer, summer. Yeah, and and so so that's what I used to do. And then I would save the rest. Like I was able to get a car, and you know I had a Camaro, and you know then somebody ran me off the road and totaled my '75 fully. Conditioned Camaro and they kept going and then they came back and gave the wrong information still mad about that later But no, i'm just kidding, but so also,
0: ama- Wait, hold on. I have to ask was that self-taught or did you have an example? Like most kids aren't gonna go just save their money
1: Well, so um, I, I I think if you look at inflation and time wise amanda like back in the 80s My dad was a workaholic. So he took good care of us Like he took I was the only child like the only bad thing is he was an alcoholic Uh, and 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 it was rough it was rough, but he taught me work ethic, right? Mm-hmm. And so I started to see how people were saving stuff, and all of my friends, you know, even up through there, they would, you know, at fourteen and fifteen, they were drinking, right, and partying, and doing all this crazy stuff, and I wasn't doing that. And so I would save my money, and 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 you know, if if I started off tithing when I was eleven, like God really figured it out when I was younger, right? And now He's allowed me, you know, forty years later, to be able to give significant amounts of money to do the things that God is intended and called me to do. And I think it started. Yeah. So I would say my aunt and uncle were really frigid with their money and they, they kind of watched what they did and they took care of everything and they were very diligent about their food and stuff like that. And I think for me, it just, uh, it was just like that. So why don't you tell me about Amanda? Tell me about since uh you look young and you just said well I'm, I'm not I'm not that young tell me tell me a little bit about like what your life was like growing up and how you got into real estate and just uh you know what how was Amanda's life growing up
0: you know this is this is so interesting um because I I do uh you know a few of these uh and it's always about work it's never about me and uh We're going to make it
1: about you today girl.
0: Yeah, well I mean I guess it's about me in in a sense and yet just me I feel like I'm just average boy. Boring. Uh, I shouldn't say boring. I definitely have a light about me, and yet there's not twenty five, not
1: thirty four. Okay, I'm just kidding.
0: No kids. Not married. Mm, that should go on my dating profile, right?
1: Yeah. On your match.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Match. Well, well um,
1: my, my friend just got my doctor niece. My friend doctor niece. He just got married with his wife a year ago or two years ago on Match. Match. And they are the greatest couple ever. So
0: yeah. I heard they have amazing results because of the way that they do their stuff. The in Algorithm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Those yeah, they're dang. Yeah, they're dang, those those dang algorithms.
0: Yeah. Some of them uh, can
1: be good and some of them can be bad. Right. So yeah.
0: Oh, hundred percent. Um, so so yeah, single, single, bomb.
1: single yeah. realtor, no kids, any pets.
0: Yes. Wrists. I've got one on my inner arm and then uh I've got one on my
1: what about kids? Do you I mean uh pets? Do you have any pets?
0: Oh, I thought you said tats. No, tats. <laughs> I was like I yes, I saw yes, the
1: tats, but that's yes. good. I saw you have three good ones. But what I about thought pets? you
0: said tats. I was like, yes, I have
1: no, t- tats. is okay. Uh, tats, we can go no, with tats.
0: No, and I just recently as a gift got a plant in my house. I uh clearly I have a uh, responsibility and or commitment issues. We're still figuring that out. I don't know. <laughs> we'll right. see that. We'll pray. about. um so yeah, so had uh raised by a single mom and and um, uh, she was young when she had us, me, 20 months later, my sister, 24 months later, my brother. And uh, she knew when she was, gosh, from the time she can remember, she knew all she wanted to be was a really awesome mom, right? And she lived her life to be a mom, which I love. I 100% would not be who I am without her. And um, I think a lot the of youngest? the times, You're the youngest? Will- Is that what you said? I what?
1: You said you're the youngest? No, I'm the oldest. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were born first. Okay. Me,
0: yeah. 20 months later, my sister, 24 months later, my brother. Yeah, so- Oh, oh. Um, and
1: pretty consistent.
0: Yeah. Um, and so I think I, I don't know, I've, I've done a lot of reading about like the oldest child and, you know, having a single mom and what that bond usually looks like and how, you know, how that relationship usually goes. And honestly, I, I truly 100% believe that God just, I mean, he he knew, right? He knew. That's You're, the alpha. You're the he, alpha. He, the he knew that she needed to be my mom, and I understood exactly what she went through. I think a lot of times when you hear stories about, you know, I mean, she worked three jobs to make sure that we could do whatever we wanted to, and and things of that nature. And a lot, you know, my sister probably has a different story, right? She's a middle child, number one, and uh, and and she she has a little bit different of a story, and I'm sure my brother does too. And yet, I just got it, like I knew that that woman would do anything in her power to make sure that we were good. And I also understood that at the time, even at a young age, like she did the best that she could with what she had. And I think oftentimes when, when people become adults, you know, and they start doing therapy and, you know, they start talking about childhood and how they grew up. I think a lot of the times, you know, there is something there, you know, Oh, I didn't get this or, Oh, I didn't get that. Or my mom was this way. And, and I feel like that may have, you know, scarred me or hindered me or, or held me back. And I never in a million years, she told me every day that you are the most beautiful thing in the world and you are the smartest thing in the world and you can be anything that you want to be. And quite honestly, I believed her. Good
1: for uh, you. And yes, and like I, Most I, I people don't, most people don't believe that, right? Like they don't, they, their mom tells them that and they're like, okay, mom. Right.
0: No, I believed her. Um, yeah, I still you. believe her and there are, you know, we all have moments of doubt and yeah, I still 100% believe her and she will not let me have excuses and she will not let me feel sorry for myself for being a pity party too long and that's why I love her and what's so cool now she was just here recently uh she came where she lived now she's in Alabama where I'm from Mobile
1: yeah, roll tide. yeah
0: yeah and uh and she was here for Memorial Day weekend and then she stayed through the week and as she was it was like her last day last day or last couple of days with me we're having a conversation and she's like you know what she's like I really wish that I knew you when we were younger when I was younger like we could have been friends
1: oh yeah so if you guys were the same age right yeah you know.
0: and and I just kind of laughed and I was like, you know, because I always like wow, I always how the, the human logic. mind thinks,
1: right? How the oh, mind. Man. Thinks.
0: And I thought, what a Loves cool you. thing to say. Cause she's like, yeah, she's like you and my sister, her name's Ashley, my brother's Joe. And uh she's like you and Ashley and Joe. Like I I love all my kids and like I really like them. Like I would be friends with all of you.
1: Well she and made, them. Like, no, she well, made that, them that
0: was literally my response. I was like, Mom, she I love it. that you said that. And I said, You do realize like I wouldn't be who I am without. You because you actually created me, so the fact that you want to be my friend says a lot more about you than it does about me. 100%. I said, and um, if we were friends back then and you weren't my mom, I might have been a different person. So anyway, we had a dialogue about it, but I just so thought that was good. so cool that she said that's that.
1: So love so that.
0: Yeah, so that's me. So I uh, grew up in Alabama. I moved to Tampa in 2010. I feel like I was ready for a change, and I uh, I grew the corporate ladder quickly. The majority of my background is in hotel and hospitality uh, management. I worked for a management company that had Marriott's, Alofts, Starwood's, Hilton's. Um, I found I like myself at 23. Yeah. I found myself at 23 uh, at literally my cap. And I was like, I don't think this is what I'm going to do. For not a time.
1: lot of money cap, right? Not not all. Uh, Well,
0: to be honest with you, I mean, well, for me at 23, yes, it was like a whole lot. What's a cap
1: at something like that when you've grown that quickly?
0: Yeah. Well, so uh, side note, I started when I was 15. I had an aunt in the business and I used to go visit her in the summertime and work in her hotel. So she made me do. Like I had to work my way up Good housekeeping, deal. maintenance, all that. And then I got to have the fun front desk job, right? Well, then after I graduated high school, it's something that I wanted to continue and I was already in with the company. Um and then I grew quickly. And uh by the time I was twenty three, I was running a hundred and fifty room hotel. Um, that was back then it was probably uh 60 base. And I had the potential to earn half, I had the potential to earn 50% of my base salary in bonus if I met all my quotas. I mean, so yeah. Uh, between, 75, yeah, and me, and between like,
1: 75 and 90,000 at 20 some years old, right?
0: That's it. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, cool. And then I could tell you what shelf and what storage room on what floor the toilet paper was in. And I was like, this can't be my life, right? <laughs> um, so I was like, I got to get out of here. So I was like, you know what? I'm not ready to give up on it yet. Like it's it's really, I've learned, I learned so much and especially working with those brands. They're amazing. And so I, uh, I was like, let me just try a bigger city. So I moved to Tampa because it's just a hop, skip and a jump away. I can go back and visit mom. Um, And same old stuff. And then I was like, well, different I'm place, just same old job. stuff,
1: different place, right?
0: That's it. So I started, uh, I was actually, my night auditor called in that night and uh, I'd already worked a 14 you know hour day. And then I realized I can't get the shift covered. My supervising manager couldn't get the shift covered. And I was like, well, she's got kids. So I was like, well, I guess I'm working the night shift. So On I had view. a big group of people in town and uh, a few of the guys were hanging out in the lobby, just having some drinks and they had to keep coming to me to get the drinks out of the market. And, and he's like, One of the guys is like you know, you're really good at your job. Like you're the best like greeter. Like he didn't know I was a general manager. He thought I was just the front desk person, right? He's like, you're like the best greeter I've ever met. He's like, do you really love your job? And I was like, God, are you sending me a sign? Right. And I was like, yeah, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. And he pulls a business card out of his pocket and he's like, well, I'm, I'm working on a, I'm working with a startup and we're looking to build out a sales office and we're in the Sarasota area. He's like, so if you're interested in a job, I'd love to interview you. And I was like, oh, you're so nice. You know, put it in my pocket. It was like three days later, something happened. Night Auditor, I think, called out again. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. And so I was like, let me see if I can find that card. So I called him. And so I went and worked with that company, uh, helped him build out a, a sales department in the Sarasota office or in the Sarasota location. And that was about two years in. And when I was done with that, again, I find myself at a scene. I'm like, what am I going to do now? Uh, and somebody, fr- it was an um, inventory management company. So fun fact, uh, ho- hospitals have to do, um, year end fiscal inventory. Right. And so on all their products. And so this was a company that did that and they were just building out, they built out the sales department for it. And then they were building out a software department. So they had, they partnered with someone who created an application for this. So after I built out the sales office, they're like, now we need to build a support office for the, for the technology. You want to help us with that? And I was like, cool. So four years in, I find myself in a cubicle board again. And I'm like, I'm starting to see a pattern, right? Like this is, uh... um, and I started looking for jobs again. And, uh, I answered a Craigslist ad and after a four and a half month interview process, I signed on the dotted line, partnered with a very young, gritty, uh, do whatever it takes agent who was ready to take his business to the next level. And the rest is history.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Six years in and I don't, I'm not, I mean, I don't see... I don't see an end in sight for opportunity, which is so exciting to me because I'm so motivated by growth. and. uh, What's your
1: passion? What are you passionate about? Like in the uh, real estate industry, like I know Rick was doing some, you know, new builds and stuff and new townhomes and all that stuff and new condos and stuff like that for several and doing really well with that. What are what are some things that you're passionate about when it comes to business and real estate and stuff that you're doing? Maybe somebody's listening and they can kind of Yeah, talk. so
0: I'll tell you I'm I partnered with him um at the time because he needed uh, an executive assistant, someone who could build out the operational side of the business so that we could scale it uh and uh and you know, build an empire. And so operations is my jam. I love business building. I I love uh systems and processes or I, I did. I still have a love for them and that was like what was driving me then. Um and uh, uh, so we're a residential real estate team. And I think what I'm passionate about in terms of real estate is that it is like, it is an untapped potential for generational wealth. And You most have your real estate license
1: money. too, right? I Oh yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, that, I just did. I didn't hear you mention that. So I was like, well, how, when was that transition? Like, yeah. Okay.
0: Got licensed six months in okay. uh, and um, grew, you know, grew our organization. Now we're 20 people. We'll do hundred million in volume this year, which is about 300 families that will help. Um, oh, and. Yeah, it's crazy. And um, and so I'm passionate about that. Like there are so many opportunities in real estate to build generational wealth from a consumer perspective, from an agent perspective, from an investor, like just if you're somebody who is just like a serial investor perspective, and so many people don't even think about it. You know, they think when they get some money, they're like, let me put it into the stock market or let me put it. They A lot of people don't think about real estate. There's a good majority that do. And yet there's a lot of people that don't, and I feel like it's because they don't have the education. Nobody really talks about it. Those people that do invest in real estate, like they kind of hang out in the groups and they... No one's like shouting it from the rooftops. And as a real estate agent, like we are the only profession that I'm aware of that's like allowed to do insider trading legally. Right. And you you don't get in trouble.
1: Yeah. You don't get in trouble.
0: No, we get access to the properties before they hit the MLS sometimes when they're in the MLS. Absolutely. And we can totally invest in real estate. And it's, it's pretty shocking to the, the amount of real estate agents who get into the business and they don't, they don't invest um, in real estate other than maybe, you know, their primary residence or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's no. insane. And I, I mean, just because of knowing what I know now, my friend Cole Hatter, um, it, I don't know if you follow much about real estate stuff, but Cole um, has, uh, sold over a hundred million dollars from stage on real estate courses um, for a lot. And I forget the name of the company, but he built. But if you ever go to his um, uh, he did a TED talk, he lost two of his friends within 66 days of each other. And Cole, Cole always says uh, my wife and I won an award at Thrive, uh, which is the largest is the number one uh, entrepreneur event. Every year in Vegas, and he brings in all these speakers every year, and um, and and he brings in real estate speakers, and he brings in coaches, and just everybody from different. Nutri, Tom Bilow, Grant Cardone, Ty Lopez. I mean, just everybody, right? And nobody pitches anything. You can you can't pitch anything. You're just giving value. You know, most conferences you go to, it's it's a pitch fest. So for three and a half days, and and one of the things I he's one of the, one of the things I've learned about real estate was from Cole, and um, you know he's he's he he gains investors like he takes investors. In the other day, he had like 20 checks that he was giving checks out to people that had invested in a property that he that he was building. Right. And so People don't understand that's residual leverage income, right? Like you, you don't have to do the work over and over. You pay somebody some money, and somebody else does the work, and you get you you get the money, right? And I think, and
0: if you don't have the money, the money will find you if you find the deal. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, and you you can. I mean, I had a guy in my podcast a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, back in January actually. You have to listen to it. His name is Daniel Quack. Him and his brother started doing real estate, and they were living in their car. Pastor's son, and they started using other people's money to buy real estate. And they became millionaires like that, that. like, like, I mean, Justin's story, you know, like how he went from, you know, drugs and living in his coast on the street to real estate to all this other stuff that he does. Right. And so for me, you know, I I mentioned a little bit earlier, like what we went through and now we've just decided to pay off the debt that we can, I mean, we really easily could have filed for bankruptcy and just went and used all that money to do the thing, but I'm not going to do anything that I don't feel like God's calling me to do from a moral and ethical Standpoint. I know it's every, it, it, other people have done it. I just didn't want to do it. Actually, my wife went back to work because she wanted to pay people back that this guy stole money from and stuff. Yeah. Which you know, um, Dr. Nice and I were talking today, and he's like, "I've never met a person like your wife who has the empathy that she has for people." And and it's 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 hard. Like he even said to me, "It's a hard thing. Empathy is such a hard thing. It's such uh, a thing." So so let's talk about this because this is kind of what I wrote down. I mean, coming yeah. from a single, coming from a single mom when did your when was when did your mom become a single mom like what age were you guys at because you guys were basically like one three and four basically right that's kind of the age that you were at between the difference between you and your is that kind of right
0: yeah so she had me when she was 19 my sister when she was 21 and my brother the when two. she was 23
1: yeah so yeah so, so one 20, three and four or whatever yeah something like that yeah kind
0: of. so 23 she 24 so probably 26
1: so four years she had, after she had your brother, she was, became a single mom.
0: Yeah. She packed literally us up in a van and said, I don't want to be abused anymore. And so I'm taking my loves and I'm going and she, that's how we ended up in Alabama. Actually, I was actually born in Blue Island, Illinois. We all okay. were. And then, so I was what, four? My sister, uh, sorry, I was 6 my sister was 4 and my brother
1: was 2 and we went to alabama and never left. Now are you now let me ask you this this and this is you you don't have to answer if you don't want to like have you ever had any contact with your father since then when you and your mom and your brother and sister left was that kind of like the severing tie of your relationship with him did later cuz cuz literally it's funny that you brought this up when your mom left literally i wish my mom would have left like yeah. my mom spent 30 years with my dad and 15 of it was miserable and my dad's that i look my Dad and I are become friends now. My dad lives 25 minutes away from me. My dad was an alcoholic and did some crazy stuff when we grew up. but you know the key thing that we talked about even in our trauma room last night was forgiveness. Like being able to forgive and and you know my my pastor Amanda you'll appreciate this and then you can answer this, this is just a really cool story on top of this is that a couple of weeks ago my pastor got up in front of the church and had his iPad and stuff ready for a sermon and they come in and they do preparation cuz I get there early my wife and I are on the intercessor team and we pray for the services. My my wife actually play, prays with our pastor before the service starts, which is just an amazing responsibility and an amazing gift, right? And 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 um, he gets up there and his iPad goes black, dark, done, over with, right? And and he's like, he starts laughing, right? And he's like, well, um, this is where I'm going. And he begins to tell a story because he was in this series of the League of the Least Likely, how God used people, you know? And he said, look, um, I went through a divorce. He said, and um, I didn't judge my wife. I looked at myself and examined where where I had fallen short um and he said um I got remarried I've been married for 30 years now and um he said we have Christmas together now and we have holidays together now because my wife my my ex-wife and my current wife are you know they both raised our amazing kids yeah and uh and they became friends and now you know they all have respect and love for one another
0: yeah
1: said, that's what the heart of God is all about you know mm-hmm. so so tell me have you been able to have a relationship with your father or what what's happened with that
0: so I told you I'm not very good at t- talking about me because I skip a lot of pieces. Um, so okay. my sister and I, same dad, Okay. my mom, my mom married my dad, um, and then had me and then they split and then she, they tried to reconcile and she got pregnant with my sister and then they were really done. And then, um, she met my brother's dad, uh, when my sister was, I guess, two, uh, right. a year old, a year old, I guess. Um, and she married him and they were married for seven, seven years. Okay. Uh, so had my brother and then it was, seven years after that, that she decided to leave. So, you know, we never speak about being half sibling, you know, my sister and I full blood. You just feel like you're all family. one family. So oh, that's a hundred percent. Yeah. 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 And you know, my mom always preached, you only have your brother and your sister in this world. You make sure you always take care of each other. You guys are always like, that's what you do. So I, um, I didn't need to have a relationship with him. Um, but to the question about my dad, yeah. Uh, I tried, you know, uh, I am half middle Eastern. My dad is Palestinian. Um, and, uh, was born overseas and then migrated here at a young age and met my mom in college. And so, uh, different culture, different religion, you know, my, my dad is Muslim and yeah. And my mom is, uh, well baptized Catholic. So I, when I was born, I was baptized Catholic. I was raised Methodist. Like, uh, so just, uh, in our, when we were younger, there was an opportunity, you know, here's what I'll say. I think everybody does the best that they can do with what they have. And I have to be okay with that because if I'm not, then I carry around a whole bunch of poison and I'm expecting other people to die, right? And, you know, there's sometimes I say say. that and I'm like, do I really believe that? Yeah, even if I don't believe it at the moment, I have to believe it, right? I I just have to. So good. so I think there was opportunity there. And, you know, listen, I listened to Glenn's story and I listened to, you know, other Justin's story and I listened to all these stories and I'm like, I, there was no, like, crazy traumatic stuff. Listen, I fell asleep on my suitcases a couple of times waiting for him to pick me up and he never showed. And you know what? He was young. She was young. And so can I blame him for that? And then I you know, would see him in the summers and, and every other holiday. And there you know, was a little bit of him there, I guess. And then I got to be an adult and attempted. And I just literally one day after being very angry and very frustrated and very, a lot of things I said to myself, like, you know what, Amanda, you could be the president of the United States and it would not make that man want to call you anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Cause you know what? You have a whole bunch of people in your world who do call you. And who do yeah. want
1: that's why I and asked I- you that. That's why I asked you that. Cause I just wanted to, people to hear your yeah. heart. Cause I feel like I know your heart. So that's why I asked you.
0: And I, and again, like, you know, you hear people talk about this kind of stuff and it's like, Oh, they're saying all the right things and people, Yeah, that's in a perfect world. Like I struggled with that. There were a lot of phone calls to my mom and I was so frustrated. And there's a lot that shows up in, you know, I was married. I was married from 2014 to 2017. Um, and there's a lot of reason I picked the people that I've been in relationships with and Mm -hmm. the reason that uh I have I feel like had some of the jobs that I've had because I'm always seeking that level of approval. And, you know, I have always been on a mission to be a high power executive that has, uh, you know, respect and authority and like a seat at the table, so to speak. And growing up, it was a seat at the table with men amongst men. And I was going to be that powerful woman. And when I look back at it now and what was driving me then, it was because I needed to be in a room full of, because he was very intelligent, very successful entrepreneur. I need to be in a room full of men that actually respect and appreciate me because I didn't get that. From my, or I feel like I oh, didn't get God. that from my dad. Yeah. I
1: hope that people listen to what you just said. She, you know, and and Amanda, you. This goes back to kind of like what you and I were talking about. Like, what do we take good from the from them, right? Like, so you took the entrepreneur side that he was an entrepreneur, that he was smart, that he was intelligent. You you took the good qualities and you shelf the bad qualities because you after you figured out what they were, right? Like you, you were like, well, why am I attracting this guy and why am I attracting that guy and why? Because you you were you were gravitating towards something that and and I hope that I guarantee if somebody's listening to this that is doing that right like. Like I guarantee it. Like even it, it's, it's, it's prevalent in relationships. People get to a certain age, whether it's 30 or 40 and they look back on their life and they're like, Oh, like, what did I do? Like with me, even with, with my losing all that money, I, I had a codependent relationship with a, with a friend that women are smarter than men. You've heard me say this on my podcast. If you listen, women are smarter than men. They live longer. They're smarter. Let's get that out in the open here. Okay. Now, now, not when it came to sin in the garden, like Eve did, you know, it, it, it it's funny. And Amanda and I are laughing. Well, it's just funny because Amanda, I, I taught on this at a conference last week. Yeah. And, you know, it starts with the physical, right? It starts with how we take care of our bodies, right? And then it goes into the spiritual and then everything else, right? Well, yeah. God told them to just not eat. He said, look, you you have all these fruits and vegetables around here. You have land. You have everything that you need. Just don't eat from this one. Just don't drink from this one cup, right? It's the only thing you can't do, right? And literally, if you oh, think yeah. about that. Then she gave it to the guy and said, now you eat it too. Cause you're going to be a part of this too. Right.
0: Like, I ain't going down
1: alone. No, no, <laughs> they have it. no. And, it, and it's kind of like that victim mentality. Right. And so yeah. we fight through that. Like, I just want to congratulate you publicly and tell you, you know, thanks for acknowledging that. Thanks for seeing, you know, cause many people go through their lives. Like, like we had a friend of ours in town and she's like, that's my family. Like my family just is gravitated towards chaos and issues and the issue of our father and my brother and she said, I'm breaking that mold, right? Like you did. I'm breaking that mold. I'm not going to let, I'm not going to want something in a relationship with my father that he doesn't want with me because I can't, you and I, whatever we do in life, we can never want something for somebody that they don't want for themselves. Responsibility um, to see his bright and intelligent, successful daughter as somebody that he doesn't is something that you can never, you can't do that for him. You can just live. I mean, I mean, Amanda, my, I, I didn't have a great relationship with my father. Um, I'm a lot older than you. I know I look young, but I I'm, I'll be 53 years old this year. Right. Like when I look in myself in the mirror, I don't look, I don't look anywhere near my age. Right. But, and I don't feel it. Right. Like, but the thing is, is I realized at 40, like crap. When, and I remember, I remember in my early thirties, a pastor, my pastor, who was my spiritual mentor, who married, my wife and I said, you know, I need to tell you something. He's like, you need to be whole and healed or you're going to spend the rest of your life lonely, miserable, and alone. That's right. And he said, you're gravitating towards people, women that you feel like you need to fix, right? You need to fix yourself, right? Yeah. You need to fix who you are and what you stand for. You need to be able to look in the mirror and your identity be in how God sees you and not how the world sees you. I did a post a couple of weeks ago on Facebook about, you know, people pleasing and about, you know, now when I've really stopped doing doing all those things like I have a great relationship with my dad um I've my dad told me he didn't know if he wanted to live past 85 right and now he's exercising and I got him off of nine, 17 of 19 meds that he was taking and he just lost 20 pounds and so all these things come my mom same way traumatic brain injury is reversing in 70s which never happens and it's all this stuff right because I made a choice to lead, lead by example and not be this toxic being but to yeah. be this health being so um tell me how you, you grew up as the oldest. Tell me what your relationship is like with your brother and your sister and talk about the unity that you guys had to have, which it sounds like you do have because your mom's like, you only have your brother and your sister, right? Like your mom's, your mom was single. And, and so talk about that. Talk a little bit about how that relationship has, those relationships have pushed you and driven you and allowed you to have that great relationship with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, my sister and I 20 months apart, a year apart in school and every Everybody thought we, we were just the, my maiden name is Alia. We were just the Alia twins. That's right. what we were. I love that. And uh, love that. and because we were always so close, I remember when I was a freshman in high school and she was, or sorry, I was a sophomore in high school and she was just starting her freshman year. And I remember she's like, we were leaving for school that day, and she was like, hey, she's like, you know, would it be like okay if I met you for lunch and just kind of got to meet some of your friends? And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, I can't believe you have to ask. Of course course. Like we're friends, right? I love, like, I love you. you. We do everything at home together. Why wouldn't we do everything at school together? And you know, now that we're adults, I, um, man, is she somebody that I look up to like, tell me about her. Oh, she is, um, the most beautiful and selfless person on the inside and in her outside matches. I mean, she could be on the cover of a magazine. She is just gorgeous. And it's like that, that like, I feel like she's so pretty on the outside because because her inside shines, right? I mean, she got good jeans, yet they're what makes it so like you just want to all you want to do is just lift her up and love her because of the way that she is on the inside, which is really cool. She's a cancer, I'm a Scorpio. So we're a we cancer. Are, I'm a cancer. Yeah. Man. Oh yeah. You're so like I'd my love best your sister. Match. Yeah, I'd love yeah, your Yeah, yeah. You're like my best match. Um See? and so is she. That's why we're and, friends now. Yeah, See, oh, that's totally. what oh of course. And I just absolutely love, I love her. She's got she's a moon child. Like I just love her. And um she was definitely somebody who struggled. And I feel like it's because she was so caring on the inside and she just didn't know how to express it. And like I said, early on, you know, she has a little bit different of a story. I feel like she was a middle child and naturally middle children just feel like they're neglected anyway. Yeah. And me being the oldest and always being in communication, you know, mom was always calling me to make sure our homework was done. I, I cooked dinner. Did the laundry get done? Like, So I was always talking to mom. And if you talk to Ashley, she'll tell She's you that, you know, left, I didn't see a lot right. of mom. She's looking yeah. to
1: go and into- you and back and forth. Oh, totally.
0: And Ashley will tell you, like, mom wasn't around a lot because she was working all the time. And I and I remember when we were having this conversation as an adult, I was like, did we live the same childhood? Because like I I, mom was always around, always calling us. And then after walking through it, I was like, yeah, I could totally see how that was your perception. And we just we have different stories about her presence, not her presence. You know, Ashley was just she was frustrated sometimes. And so I'm sure she got the discipline, mom, and I got more of. Of the you know, do
1: be like me, mom. I'm <laughs> trusting you, yeah.
0: The house is in your hands, mom. So, I, we do you're the leader, support. you're
1: the alpha, you're the yeah. alpha, right? Yeah, and
0: um, how close no, are anyway. you guys
1: still? How close are you guys still? Are you so close? To you and oh actually? my god, oh
0: my gosh, absolutely, is she, is she close
1: to you or is she in Alabama or what?
0: No, she's in New York. Oh, okay, yeah. And she, um, as we got older, like she, she moved to New York and it was hard. And my, I mean, there's codependency there, it's just naturally who she is. She has a level of codependency. And she moved to New York and New York is a hard place to be on your own for sure. And she, 100%. she struggled some nights and some days. And, you know, at one point she's like, I, I was on the subway and I had to get off. Cause I'm having an anxiety attack and that's not how like she went through a lot. And the fact that she stayed there, stuck it out and has built a life there. She gets married in August. She's marrying the man of her. I mean, you talk about like their kids are, they're just, their kids are going to be like the Italian Middle Eastern Gerber babies. I swear. They're both beautiful individuals and they're going to make beautiful babies. I swear. And they are just so gosh, I mean, they love each other. They compliment each other. Like, There's so many great things about them. Um. And so now I tell her all the time, she's like, you don't know how much I looked up to you. Like you were, I thought you were just the best thing when we were younger and you're the person who I looked to for direction. And I guess I never realized that growing up and I was like, well, funny how the tables turn. Cause that's how I feel about you now. I mean, she, watching her move to New York and tackle that, she takes health and fitness extremely seriously, she, seriously, she's healthy, she's lean, like she's, she's somebody that I love. What does, do? what do does your sister do? Uh, right now, her biggest thing is the Peloton. She loves that doggone thing. Uh, yeah. And she actually was getting certified uh, to be a, I guess it's a site, like a cycle instructor. I don't and know the, what that is. The, the,
1: Pel- the Peloton um, uh, cycle arena is in New York. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I mean, but her, and her fiance's super into health and fitness as well. So so they're in the gym all the time. They like to do some, some mix of like outside boot camp cross workout stuff. And then they like to do like, does you know, she work? Does Ash work? Does she,
1: what's her profession?
0: Yeah. So she actually works for uh, a gentleman uh, who has a big organization in New York who d- uh, builds uh, low income housing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 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 And then she, you said she's okay. getting married.
1: She's getting married soon. You said
0: August. Yeah. Are
1: you going to, are you going to be the, are you going to be the, uh, the maid of honor? Of yeah. Right. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Right. How anyway, exciting so is that? That's exciting.
0: It's, it's good oh my gosh I, I love it it's going to be in Connecticut so I I they're they live in Queens and he's originally from Connecticut so his whole family's there so that's where the wedding's going to be it's going to be awesome
1: you take Yeah so breakfast.
0: that's that's my story with uh with my sister and she's there, I mean, she's going to be an amazing mom. She wants to be. I never wanted kids. I love kids. If somebody wrapped a baby up in like a stork and just put it on my front door, I would you 100% take, take it and love it unconditionally. Yet I never had this like, I need to birth the child, this mother, nurture it. Like I never had. I, I was on the fast track. I was going to drive a Mercedes and wear a pinstripe suit and carry a briefcase and be the CEO of some multi-billion dollar organization. Like that's what I was going to be. And my, my sister and my mom were opposite side. So she's going to be an amazing mom. They want to, you know, start with children, God willing, immediately. Um, So I'm really excited. They've been together five years. So
1: now tell me, so Joe, did Joe just have a child recently? Yes. I, I, okay, so I, I, you see me? I kind of, I'm on top of stuff, right? Like, I, yeah. I saw Joe's a Bears fan, like, right, Like, Joe's He's a in Bears Chicago. Fan. Okay, mm-hmm. so my wife is a big Bears fan. Dub Bears, Dub yeah. Bears. I got, I wear my Walter Payton jer- uh, shirt all the time. I bought my wife a, and, and, and now Justin Fields is the quarterback for the Bears. Oh. From Ohio State. Yes, sir. I'm so excited about that. Oh,
0: you're just like, you're in like happy.
1: Life, right? I yeah. am, I am. Well, my wife and I are season ticket holders to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have I was I've been since I've probably been I've had tickets for probably off and on for eight, 18 years total. Yeah. Um, I had them for 14 straight Then we took a break and then we had them a couple more years. I'm excited because every we're going to go to every game this year, which is going to be awesome. Um, but so one last thing I want to talk about, OK, yeah. is what happened to you from 2017 to 2018. Oh, OK, yeah. so, so let me let me just before let me preface this, because. I did my I did my homework, Amanda. Yeah. So I was gonna I was gonna say this, um, and I'm thinking that you've went through a lot to get to where you were because you talked about fitness and nutrition, and I saw that you lost over a hundred plus pounds, hundred and fifty, I think it was close to one hundred twenty five. One hundred twenty five pounds. So uh, getting
0: back to it, I, yeah. I should have done a before after after, right? Okay, yeah. So uh, tell me
1: tell me about the kind of the journey through that. Let's finish up with that because I think this is super important because I I think what you've went through in your life, like that I, I looked at a picture of your mom. You do look like your mom. Just be real. Okay. you see my sister? I, I, I didn't see your sister, which was funny. I was trying to, I was trying to find some pictures of your sister. Are um,
0: you on Facebook or Instagram? I,
1: I was, I was on Facebook. Now is, is, um, yeah, I, I, I was on Instagram and I could not find any, maybe I just overlooked them and you guys maybe look so much alike that, um, I just probably thought it was you. So, okay. So
0: if you go to my Instagram, you have to look at my posts. Okay. Uh, like uh, that are on my wall. Um, and if you scroll down, there is, you'll see a big question mark. Okay. Picture. Okay. Right underneath that question mark picture. There's a, or it's, it's a couple before that there's a, uh, slide. And that's my sister and her fiance. That was the night he proposed.
1: Okay. 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 All yeah, right. So that's All my right. sister, Ashley. That's my mom. And then that's
0: Nick, her fiance.
1: That's so awesome. That's so awesome. And I, yeah, think yeah. I, 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 Nick looks like a really cool guy. Oh, yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, such an incredible week full of bangs, right? My sissy's getting married. I love that. I love that. So yeah,
0: brother just had a baby. Sissy's getting married. I saw
1: married. I saw the baby. The baby's gorgeous, like gorgeous. So, and, uh, so tell me about your journey. Tell me about how you, what, what started I saw that you gained a lot of weight and you you, you just yeah. said, boom, I'm going after it. and You got after it.
0: So moved here into moved to Tampa in 2010, uh, end of 2010 and um, not even a year. Into, like everything had changed, right? So back home, that's where I grew up. So I was a social butterfly. I knew everyone, well connected in the town and then I moved here and I didn't know anyone. And so I went super introverted uh, and just kind of threw myself into work. And uh, in 2012, met a boy. And in 2014, we got married. And 2017, almost a year to the date. My birthday is November 5th. We actually got married on November 8th. And we decided that we were going to get a divorce and split um, the weekend before my birthday of 2017. So it was almost three years to our anniversary. Uh, And I was, we owned a house together. He decided he wanted to keep it. I didn't want to. So we, you know, he bought me out of it and I was like, all right, I'm just going to move on the other side of town. And so I'm following this truck that literally has all the things that I, I was like, keep everything. I just want my clothes and my bag. I'm like I'm just gonna start over. I'm following this truck that has my stuff in it, and I just remember thinking like I was like we were way, we're two people who did not need to be married. I, you could not think of a more amicable divorce. It would cost four hundred dollars, some downloading some documents, and a high five out of the courtroom. See you right? Later, like, right? Yeah. yeah, no ill will. We were just two people who did not need to be married to each other. And um, I remember thinking like the relate that was okay. I, I wasn't sad about that. We that was about a year overdue to be honest with you. It was the idea that everything that had been my life for the last six years was about to change. And oh, by the way, I have an additional 125 pounds. So he and I were together for six years, married for the last three of them. And I gained 125 pounds over the, the course of those six years.
1: And wow. That's a lot for, for you to be. Was he heavy too or no?
0: Oh, 3'15", like a basketball player, like, he, like super, super tall. Like, a, like a lineman,
1: like an NFL lineman.
0: Oh, yeah. Like he was six eight and he it was I think like 315 or something and i mean the wow. guy would have a smorgasbord of stuff every single night and he's like so he was feeding you what he and- was eating oh yeah 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 and it's like there was By the way, I'm a woman. I'm a
1: woman. I can't eat like you, by the way. Right. I
0: could once upon a time, not after college. Right. Um, anyway, so I just remember thinking that, and I'm like, you know, by the way, I have 125 pounds of additional stuff. And you know, I'm somebody who is 100% transparent. And so I feel like it would only be fair to share exactly what my thought was right after that. I was like, and this is like a year where we were passing ships in the night. Like we should have gotten divorced a year before. And, and my, my immediate thought was like one day somebody knew is going to see me naked. <laughs> like, that's just the reality of it. And I don't even recognize this person. Right. Like I, like, like that was really my thought and I, I don't even recognize her. How could I expect anybody to even know who I am? like, I don't even recognize me. And I was like, today is going to be the day that I just do. I want to get back to the old me. And, and it's so funny in my journey. I So I'm, I told you I'm big on, on um, business building. And so we use a lot of tools in our organization to build out goals and break them down and all these things. And I literally narrowed it down to 2.5 pounds a week. I gave myself 12 months I wanted to lose 100 pounds and that was 2.5 pounds a week and that's what I focused on. I and um, I thinking about it as I was going through the journey, I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, like when's the last time I took a picture? Because for so many years, I just avoided like the camera because I would. And it's just so funny that consciously, subconsciously, I think there might be a little bit of argument as to which was which in different situations. Yet we just three years pass by and you've got two pictures and when was the last time you actually looked in them like really looked in the mirror so it, i lost about 70 pounds before i even got a gym membership it was literally just changing my eating habits and water and uh i literally walk like i'd park farther out in the parking lot or take the stairs instead of the elevator that's it. 70 pounds in i got a gym membership and i went hard and a year later i have those pictures that are side by side they're literally a year and lost 125 pounds
1: for you where are you at now in you journey. Tell me, let's finish up with that. Tell me where you are now.
0: Yeah. So then I spent the whole 2000 cause I'd never gained any weight like that. So I was like 2018, let's make sure I'm not like a yo-yo dieter now. So 2018 completely kept it up or sorry, that was 2017. So 2000, all of 2018 lost it. 2019, I was like, awesome. I kept it off for an entire year. 2020, I'm hiring a personal trainer and then we had a pandemic and it's like, you couldn't really do anything. Right. Um, so have kept it up like literally, I probably am five pounds of where I was like, I'll fluctuate like five pounds. And my goal in 2020 was to then push my body as hard as I could. Cause I wanted to see, I didn't need to do a bodybuilding competition yet. I wanted to see how far I could go like that. Like really, how could I push my body? Um, and so that's where I'm at now. And here's the deal in that Year of having a pandemic, I've also grown a lot, educated myself a lot, and so I definitely want to do it the right way now. So, like starting with like a full-on blood work, so that I, I know somebody that can understand- help you with that.
1: I know. Somebody oh, you that can- will
0: help me. You will one 100- hundred. <laughs> you and I are connecting <laughs> offline for sure. But I want the total workup. I want to know exactly what's good for my body and what my body is what my body doesn't take to. Right, and then um, I, I mean, I literally want the entire workup, and I want to know what foods really fuel me and are are my body's receptive and what they aren't. And so that was the big thing on the goal list this year. And then, um, what was the other thing? Oh, so it was being 100% debt free, which I accomplished this year. Congratulations. So those are my two big goals this year. Well,
1: yeah. congratulations. And, and, and before I, before I let people know how they can let hear? people know how they, yeah, I know Siri does that all the time. That's okay. Um, we'll, we'll, uh, Mike, I will record, we'll edit that out, but you may not even be able to hear it, but the funny thing is, is so before I let people know how they can connect with you, I just wanted to say, you know, that's my passion. But like if you said to me, like my avatar of a person is you, like like we do DNA testing, we do hormone uh, saliva testing, we do blood testing. You know, Dr. Anise and I are getting ready to launch a big thing that's going to really radically change the way people can actually. And so your DNA is specific to you. I can tell you what foods you're sensitive to. Like Rick's daughter, Karen, struggled with years and years. And now I have her on a regimen. Like my mom, you can't ever reverse fatty liver disease, they say. They say you can't reverse a traumatic brain injury, they say. But those things are happening in my 70 some year old mom, right? Like, and my dad with no dietary changes, my dad lost, got off of 17 meds, right? So I truly
0: believe our mindset and our practices manifest the majority of what happens to us. And just as quickly as we change them, I think we can reverse it. I've seen it happen.
1: Me too. And I'll tell you what, I'll finish with this and then I'll let people know how they can connect with you and learn more about you. Um, is one of my friends said this, My several friends have said this, but one of them said it pretty profoundly. He said, isn't it funny how science is now caught up to God's word? Like, really? Like people are just now figuring that out. It's why I do what I do because God's, there's a, there's a book right behind me here that I read on a regular basis and it's called Basic Instruction before leaving Earth. It's called the Bible. It really <laughs> gave us, you know, God's word and God's instructions. Um, and, and it was funny. I'm watching a series. There's a series, if you're listening, um, if you want to watch, it's it's fully funded um by us. It's called The Chosen. They're in the second season. The first season came out. You can download the app. If you go to Apple, you can download the app. And they're in the second season right now. I just got a text that the session four and five of the and, and season three is already on its way to being paid for. And it's all donations. Um, And it's uh, this guy named Dallas. He created it. And uh, uh, the guy that my friend Liz, who's the number one, uh, Daryl Eves, who is the number one pod or YouTube guy in the world has done all the editing and and everything for it. Right. And, and I realized as I was watching this, I'm like, I'm watching God's word be manifested in this show, but it's being manifested in my life too. And science has kind of finally caught up with that. So I appreciate you saying and sharing your journey with me. I, I know we, we dove in a little bit longer than we talked about, but I'm glad that you had the time time to share with me. I, I hope that guys, I'm going to, I'm going to finish. I'm going to let Amanda tell you where, where you guys can connect with her. Um, And so, yeah. So Amanda, tell me what social media platforms and stuff, how people yeah. can connect, connect with you if they want to learn more about you and what you do.
0: Uh, Amanda doll. That's D O L L is on Facebook. The Amanda doll on Instagram. Um, Ask Amanda doll at gmail.com is the email. Uh, right. So yeah, that's
1: it. I freaking love you. Uh, if nobody told you that today, um, I am grateful for you. I'm grateful that God, put you in my path. Um, I'm so grateful. I read a book recently again for the third time. Uh, this time I'm, I'm finishing it all the way through. I took bits and pieces. I don't know if you do that. I'm Liza oh, Borges I... Liza Borges convicted me about that a couple weeks ago about reading all oh oh and and um Danelle Delgado. She's like you got to read every single thing of the books that you read. And I was like oh crap. I, mean, I can't pick bits and pieces out. And so I, I I listened to Tim Story's book the second time all the way through and, and I and I took action on it. The difference between wisdom and knowledge is action. And so if you're listening to this podcast today, the only way people get to connect with Amanda and hear her story, because more people need to hear her story, more people need to connect with her, more people need to learn from her, is you go and subscribe and you share. So if you're listening to this, you're not a selfish person, you're going to subscribe and you're going to share it. You're going to share it with people when it goes live. And so I always say this at the end of my podcast, I just want to say thank you, Amanda, for, for, for being here, being with me. And if you're listening, do yourself a favor, love God, love people and live with happiness. Passion, and vision, and purpose. Passion, vision, and purpose. And watch what God will do with your life. God, in this in the book, Boundaries, it taught me when to say yes and when to say no. It taught me not to be a people pleaser. It taught me not to worry about what people thought about me because I can't change that. Just like Amanda couldn't change her father. It's not about that. It's about her becoming the person that God's called Amanda to be. Not what the world's called her to be. And I just believe that God's got a perfect spouse for Amanda one of, the, one of these days here. She's gonna meet the perfect person because in, in, in who she is, in her identity, in God, she's perfect. And he sees her as his child and as, as a queen, right? And so I think that her better days of her life are ahead of her. So connect with Amanda. Thanks for listening to this session of the Heat Fluence Podcast. This is Michael Huey, and I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Heat Fluence Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. And as always, you can follow Michael on all social media platforms at Michael David Huey or www.michaeldavidhuey.com. Until next time, God bless and take care.